0: Since aerosols have a short atmospheric lifespan, the climatic benefits of emissions cuts would appear quickly, within only a couple of decades. What is more, speedy action on aerosols would bring huge global health benefits. Roughly 7 million people die each year from causes related to particulate pollution, and cutting down on aerosols would dramatically reduce the death toll. In light of these potential benefits, Governments around the world should ensure that aerosols play a central role in their environmental policies by encouraging the developments and deployments of cleaner technologies for power generation, transportation, and household cooking, heating, and lighting. Measures to limit aerosol pollution tend to receive less public attention than the broader campaign against greenhouse gases, but they too should be an essential component of global action against climate change dimmer, and drier. Climate scientists have known about the dimming effect of aerosols since at least the 1970s. But most research has focused on their effects on temperature. Darker aerosols, such as diesel soot and other kinds of black carbon, absorb sunlight and accelerate warming. But lighter aerosols, such as the sulfates and nitrates formed from coal, gasoline, and other fuel emissions, cool the planet by reflecting sunlight back into space. That explains in part why the world hasn't seen more of a temperature increase from the greenhouse gases already present in the atmosphere. This masking effect is powerful enough that some advocates of geoengineering have proposed injecting more reflective aerosol particles into the atmosphere in order to cool the Earth. Focusing on how aerosols affect temperature, however, has distracted policymakers from the important and distinct effects that aerosols have on the water cycle. These effects are most pronounced in the Northern Hemisphere, which is the source of most of the world's aerosols and thus suffers the most dimming from these pollutants. But because air currents tend to carry pollution, water droplets, and water vapor far from their origins, Aerosols produced in one region can also affect rainfall far afield. Since the 1880s, when reliable record-keeping began, global temperatures have increased by about 0.9 degrees Celsius. And as the planet has warmed, rainfall at latitudes above 45 degrees has generally increased. But twice since the mid-20th century, surges in aerosol emissions have significantly disrupted this pattern, reducing rainfall in a number of regions. The first disruption was the result of the sulfur dioxide emissions produced by the massive combustion of coal and other fuels across Europe and North America in the mid-20th century, driven by rapid industrial growth after World War II. From the 1950s to the late 1980s, global emissions of sulfur dioxide which in the atmosphere becomes sulfate, a reflective aerosol, nearly doubled, reducing the amount of sunlight reaching the Earth's surface by about 2% on average. As a direct result of this dimming, average rainfall in the northern hemisphere declined by between 3 and 4% over the same period. Indeed, there is strong evidence that sulfur dioxide emissions in the United States and Western Europe contributed to the Sahelian mega droughts that began in the 1960s and continued through the 1990s, a period during which precipitation in the Sahel and some other parts of sub-Saharan Africa fell by between 25 and 50 percent relative to twentieth-century averages. Thanks to stringent air pollution laws introduced in the 1970s and strengthened steadily in the following years, the blanket of aerosols over Europe and North America has thinned since the 1980s. From 1980 to 2000, the average amount of sunlight that reached the Earth's surface in these regions increased by about 4%, enough to lift average annual precipitation on land areas in the Northern Hemisphere by a similar magnitude. A second surge in aerosols is now playing out in East Asia and South Asia. These regions, which have rapidly industrialized over the past four decades, have seen a two- to four-fold increase in sulfur dioxide and black carbon emissions.